Welcome to Angry Typewriter, a podcast about writing and the writing life. I'm Paul, and I know it's been a while since I've published a new episode. I've been busy uploading episodes on my other podcast, Bookish, which you can also find on Anchor and iTunes and any number of other platforms. Check it out. But back to Angry Typewriter. I've been thinking about what my next episode should be. And I realized if I'm going to talk about writing, the process of writing, that I should probably show at least a little bit of a work in progress. Now, like most writers, I have a whole lot of works in progress right now, which really means that I get partway into something and then jump over to something else because I have the attention span of a gnat. But this one also is centered in the world of the last word, which is a series of books that I've written since about 2014. Three of them are out. I'm deep into the fourth. But I've been sidetracked a little bit by a different kind of idea that's interesting to me at least. I want to take a day in the life of the characters of the last word and write a novel about it in a series of flash fiction stories. Flash fiction is many of you probably know is a work of fiction that's less than a thousand words. So in one sense, it's going to be a book comprised of a whole lot of really short chapters. But the challenge is that each one of those chapters has to stand alone as a story in and of itself while still being connected to what comes next. It's going to be an interesting writing exercise if nothing else. And I thought that tonight I would share the first story or first chapter of that work in progress. Now understand this is a first draft, maybe a second draft, and it'll probably change a lot by the time I'm done with the whole project. But here's a peek inside my mind. The working title of this story, and I have a tendency to keep my working titles either for entire novels or for chapter headings, is Sal Writes. I hope you enjoy it. Sal is ready. His desk has been cleared of the clutter that covered it for months. No more bills, books, newspapers, coffee mugs, or socks. A vast empty workspace. No longer empty, actually. Now there's a perfectly centered Royal Typewriter, early 1970s version, a small stack of copy paper, and a black shaded desk lamp. To the right is a fresh moleskin notebook, a pencil, Hemingway always used pencil, and a fountain pen in case he feels like getting all fancy. The pen was actually difficult to find. 
and he wonders if it was worth all the trouble, given that he can barely write with the damn thing. He decides on a pencil for the first draft. Definitely pencil. To the left of the royal is an empty, for once, ashtray and a steaming cup of coffee. He realizes his cigarettes and Zippo are still by the window. Camden hates him smoking in the apartment. So as a small concession, he usually sits there and blows the smoke outside. She'll just have to make a sacrifice this time. He thinks, retrieving the pack and lighter. Art is more important. The pencil lead keeps breaking. Clearly, Papa Hem didn't use a mechanical pencil. He rummages through his desk drawer for a regular old gel pen and throws what he's written so far, two lines, into the wastebasket. Much better, he thinks, as he begins again. Much more fluid. Much bolder. Much more writerly. His mind wanders. How in the hell did Max Luther convince him that he should write a novel? Sure, he loves books. Reads and sells them every day. But writing one? Okay, he'd obviously thought about it before. What reader hasn't? Any number of times, he'd stop ten pages into reading a book and think, I could do better than that. But just like saying, I could guard Michael Jordan better than Malone just did, he knows it's not really true. At least not in the case of guarding MJ. Max, however, had been adamant. Anyone with experiences like Sal's had, for most of his life, has at least one and probably many novels in him. It may be a crap first draft, Max had said, but that's what editors are for. Sal snaps out of his reminiscence in time to see what he's just written. It was a dark and stormy night. Sweet baby Jesus. Another crumpled ball sails into the trash can, hits the rim, flies upward, and drops back inside. Nice shot. Could MJ make that shot? Maybe. Focus, he orders his wandering mind. Maybe music would help. He puts on a Springsteen CD, side one, disc one of the river, and begins writing again. In a short time, he's in the zone, writing as fast as his hand will move. It's almost as if the pen is writing on its own. He pauses finally to take a swig of coffee and admire his handiwork. The words are familiar, but not because they chronicle a time from his youth or a difficult safe he cracked, Fictionally and allegedly, of course. No. They're familiar for a much more obvious reason. He has simply transcribed the lyrics to the ties that bind. Okay. So no music when writing. And he's going to need more paper. Lots more paper. first draft of a flash fiction chapter.
No. The Pulitzer Committee's not going to come knocking anytime soon. At least not without a whole lot of revision. But that's the important thing about getting that first draft down if you're a writer. Without a first draft, you can't revise anything. You can't do anything with a blank page. So get your words down. Get them down no matter what it takes. Because then you can play with them. And I actually have learned something in recording that small segment. As I was reading the words, in the back of my mind, I was thinking of changes, alterations, revisions. Maybe podcasting can be used as a form of editing. Probably not, though. Nobody wants to edit in front of the entire world. But I may post a few more segments just to see what you think of them, just to see what I think of them. It actually makes a big difference hearing it out loud versus simply reading it on the page. In fact, I think that may be the most valuable piece for editing, whether I just keep the recordings for myself or actually publish some of them on the podcast, is that when you write, especially when you do a lot of revisions, you need an editor just to catch the things that are wrong on the page that you have been with for so long that you see them the way they should be. And that can be anything from a misspelled word to a plot hole to a mangled sentence. Your brain, after you've looked at it so many times, sees it the way it's supposed to be and not necessarily the way it's showing up on the page. Hearing it read takes any doubt away from that. But again, that's something that will probably be kept pretty close to the best. In any case, I hope you've enjoyed it. Let me know there's a place where you can leave a voicemail, at least on the Anchor site itself. And if you felt so led to support this podcast, feel free to do that too. Whatever you do, keep on writing. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Angry Typewriter. I hope it's been both informative and entertaining, especially for you writers out there. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I hope you'd also consider clicking on the support this podcast link on the Anchor site. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can help keep these episodes coming, and it will also go a long way making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.